Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Live Let Thrive. Live LLT. LLT in the house. In the house. <laughs> and we are back with another exciting episode. We got a lot to discuss. So much to discuss. Mr. Steve. Uh, what is it? Uh, Stevie Stacks? Stevie. Stevie Fat Stacks. Thank you very much. Stevie Fat Stacks. Yeah. So how you doing today, man? Oh, good. That's my um, underwriter gave me that that nickname. My underwriter, um, Eddie. I call him Eddie Bag of Money, you know, because he always <laughs> brings a bag of money to the show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so let's hop right in this. Me and Steve were just discussing. Episode uh, 19. Yeah, episode 19. I'm sorry, I'm, got ahead of myself. 18. Oh, 18. Episode 18. We're legal now. We can um, go to war, but we can't drink. Anyways. <laughs> so, 18. Um, so, I had a guest hit me up, and he stayed for the last Cowboy game, and he's a season ticket holder. And I was asking Steve, this guy he called, and he, he texted me. He's like, hey, I hope you remember me. I came for the Cowboy game the last time, and he's like season ticket holder, and he can't make all the home games. So he's like, hey, in exchange for your room, I'll give you my tickets for every home game I can't make, and you just give me your room. So at first, I'm like, okay, this sounds like a deal. I'm like, so you just want my tick, my room for each game you can't make, and so the next game you come to, you just get the room for free. I'm like, okay, cool. But then I found out he wants, like, what, I think five the next five home games – so me and Steve were kind of discussing like the pricing on them because I don't really know the Cowboys tickets right now, but I think Steve came out to say they were how much? Like, what? I would guess if you just run to the mill looking on Craigslist for some tickets, they're around one fifty for nosebleeds for the section four hundred that goes around the top of the stadium. I would guess around around one fifty might be a couple bucks cheaper, might be. Fifty or a hundred bucks more. I mean, it depends on the game, of course. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'm saying the price range. If you scoop them up early enough, not you know the day before, then it'd be around 150 bucks a ticket. Yeah, because I, I know one game which I really didn't want to go see. It was the uh, the uh, Redskins game, which I mean it's a division game, but Redskins ain't that exciting this year. A game I did want to go see, and I found out they really ain't that exciting was the Bengals game. But they, like, haven't scored a touchdown in two weeks. So <laughs> I don't think they're worth watching. They're about but. to do a coup on that team to get rid of their quarterback. <laughs> yeah. They so Colin Kaepernick. Okay. <laughs> Call Collie. CK. <laughs> but so me and Steve were kind of crunching out the numbers. We're like, okay, if I – because next month I'm going to be renting out the entire upstairs. I was like – Steve's like, well, if you could just turn off the entire upstairs – rent the other two rooms out while you're giving him the room and you could possibly even sell the tickets. So we're thinking, you know, make about a two, $300 profit because if you sell the tickets for X amount. So it was a really cool uh, opportunity that came by though, you know? So the coolest part of it is that you actually, you're bartering with something that you already own is like a, a part yeah. of your house that you don't use except for Airbnb. And so if you looked at it as uh, we're not even, let's say you never Airbnb before you have a buddy mm-hmm. come up to you. I got four tickets for you, man. Just let me stay for free when I come to town and they're yours. And you'd be like, hell yeah. But, and you turn your house into a business. So now yeah. you're looking at it as a business sense. But the cool part of it is like, you're using like Airbnb to get Cowboys tickets. And that's pretty freaking <laughs> sweet. 
Yeah, it is. It is. So I, I'm going to do some more bartering with the guy because I, I really want to know what section they are. Because if you're a season ticket holder, I'm, I'm thinking they're pretty good seats, but you can't be guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. I, like I was saying, 150 bucks for, for nosebleed seats. Now, if you start getting lower, 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 you're talking, you know, three, four, five hundred dollars a ticket, you know. It's oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. In the 200 section. Now, I'll tell you one thing that Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, you all have probably heard of him before. <laughs> he uh, He's a billionaire. He's a businessman. So he tries to squeeze every single dollar out of every single thing that he does, you know. Thank you, nine dollar beers, nine fifty, and um, <laughs> so he he actually rents part of the um, the Cowboy Stadium. Uh, he calls them party party passes, mm-hmm. which pretty much you for a party pass you get to come into the stadium. You don't get a seat. You get to stand wherever you find a spot to stand to try to look down on the fields. And here and I've I've bought those before and they're twenty nine bucks whatever I was like okay cool I get to see a Cowboys game for twenty nine bucks here's what happened you get there there's a mad rush to the door <laughs> it's like a, like a concert where whoever gets to the you know runs to the gets to the front of the stage first wins you know and so you just get these mad rush of people just boom, 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 running and they get to the railing that goes around the stadium and um, the people that are actually on the railing they could actually see part of the field. Mm-hmm. You know, they can see the field. And, of course, uh, they have big screens up, uh, you know, that sits up above the field. And um, if you don't get to the railing, then and, and usually you get there, you know, whatever regular time, you're about 50, 100 people back. Oh. And so you're staring up at this. You can see the Jumbotron, but, I mean, you're pretty much watching the game on TV, but you paid money to do it. Plus, you paid for the opportunity to buy $9 beers and, and um, $90 pizzas. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> you know what? I actually, when I went to the stadium, because I went for an LSU game, I'm sitting there and I'm watching the game, but I noticed the whole time I'm actually, and I had good seats. I'm like right at the corner of the end zone. And so I'm looking up at the, the uh, Jumbotron the whole time, and the guy next to me, he's like, hey, man, it's my first time being in here, but have you not noticed we're just sitting here looking at this screen and we're not watching? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He goes, man, we could have stayed at home, you know? Could have stayed but, at home. Exactly. Yes. But, but, um, but yeah, I, I I do like going to the games. I haven't been since yeah. um, I, I I saw you know a funny. Th- I know we're not even we haven't even touched. Well, we touched a little bit Airbnb. We haven't even got dove into it yet. We're still talking about the Cowboys. But um, I went to one of those. I got the party passes that one time that my cousin. It was for uh, Dallas Cowboys versus the Eagles. It was a playoff game, and um, so I was like, well, hell yeah, I'll get a party pass. And my cousin actually had some, and she sold them to me. And so I went, and um, of course I'm sitting like I'm about twenty, thirty people back, looking up at the screen because you can't see the field from where we're at. And um, and I remember because, and the Cowboys, the Cowboys were doing good, and the Eagles had still had Donovan McNabb in that game, and I was, and I remember I was asking out, and I asked out loud to my friend because you know it's getting a little loud, and I'm like. I was like, hey, you know, I haven't seen Michael Vick in the game yet, you know, because they just got Michael Vick too, yeah. his, his, you know, the, the guy that replaced uh, McNabb and um, the quarterback. And so um, as soon as I said that, I guess they put Michael Vick in for a play and he threw like a 60-yard bomb for a touchdown. <laughs> and everybody in the standing room only, you know, party pass seats turned around and stared at me. And I was like, my bad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a jinx. I haven't seen Donovan McNabb. I mean, um, Mike Vick yet in touchdown. Mike Vick. I was like, oh snap. We ended up winning that playoff game, the only playoff game that Tony Romo ever won. Anyways, 
Yeah, happy they got rid of him. Uh, <laughs> Back to Airbnb. Yeah. You know, this is Live, Let, Thrive. We talk about Airbnb. We talk about real estate. We talk about um, everything in between, you know? Share yeah, economy. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. And Dallas Cowboys. His cousin shared his tickets. Share economy. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, you said you had good. Was that the good news you were talking about? You said, oh, I got good news. Yeah, it was, it was, it was the, the tickets. tickets. Oh, okay. Because me and my wife kept saying, we'll go to a game. And he hit us up like, hey, exchange the room for the tickets. I'm like, oh, snap. <laughs> so, yeah. What I want to cool. get to a topic right away that made me freaking laugh my butt off. I was at work having a you know, mediocre day at work, you know. And um, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to. I'm gonna sit here, and I'll set I'll set the stage. Work sucks. Anyways, my badge expired, so I had to go do this whole thing. Go to the airport and sit and wait for my to get my badge. I'm uh, two hours sitting here waiting at a, like a DMV type area to get my bad badge <laughs> renewed. <laughs> and um, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'll use this time wisely. And I started writing a whole bunch of topics for the show. But right when I jumped on, I saw your topics, <laughs> and it was like. I was like, kids jumping up on the up and down on the sofas. This ain't no daycare. <laughs> and I was like, oh shoot, I can't wait to hear that story. Yeah, man. So we had this guy. He was uh, staying in one of our private rooms. Um, the, you know, because our house is kind of blocked. It's not blocked off, but it's like it's sectioned off. It's like upstairs is all guests, and then you can come down, use the kitchen. Uh, we invite guests down to whenever we have like cookouts or little family get-togethers. We have guests down; and they come kick it. We don't mind you being down there. But, like, this guy, I guess, like, he was upstairs asleep. And he brought his 10-year-old son with him. We're like, okay, cool, whatever, you know. So I wake up in the morning, and he's downstairs. I'm like, okay, well, what's up, whatever, you know, how you doing? <laughs> cool little kid, you know. So uh, I wake up, I feed how my son. How old was he? He's like 10. 10? Oh, okay. Yeah, so pretty large, not larger kid, but he's 10 years old, you know. So, right. like, so I, I, I put my son in his chair to feed him. My son, he's feeding himself while I'm, like, around the corner on the computer, which I can see my son, but I can't see into my living room. I have, like, this kind of big mirror where I can kind of see into the living room. Mm-hmm. So, like, my son's cracking up laughing. Like, he's two. He's, like, <laughs> like cracking up. And I'm, like, what in the world is he laughing at? And, like, he keeps doing it. So, I look around the corner, and I'm, like, what, what's going on? Uh, the kid's just, like, doing cannonballs on my couch, man. <laughs> So I'm like, what the hell? So I'm like, uh, hey, 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 you can't jump on the couch, you know? He's he's like, oh, oh, sorry. So like, I'm and the thinking, parents were upstairs. Yeah, the dad's <laughs> upstairs. I don't know if he's because it, it's been like two hours. He's down there. Last fifteen minutes, he's jumping off the couch. I'm like, where's his parents? You know, where's his dad? You know, because I'm like, you two hours in a stranger's house and you don't know where your kid is. You know, you might want to be like, hey, where are you? You know what I mean? So. Then it got me to thinking, like, because I've seen Airbnb listings where they say no kids allowed. Right. And I was like, I wonder if this is what they mean. <laughs> I, it was like, what? The? Hey, man, liability issues. I think that's a big part of it, too. Yeah. Because you've seen kids running through a house, slip and fall, boom, yep. bust up their face. And, and yeah, that would be bad. I don't know how their parents, depends on the parents, you know. And that's what I was thinking, because I think people are more sue friendly when it comes to their kids shoot yeah you know so yeah man and he was like jumping off the couch i'm like dude what are you doing you know you like my dad would have seen me or heard me <laughs> jumping off a couch i'd be dead <laughs> <laughs> so man and then like so i'm like we ain't no babysitting service the kid's just down here he ain't you know i'm like what the world i didn't mind him but when he started jumping off couches i'm like dude come on man. now 
Time and to then, get out the belt. Then I go upstairs. Mahogany finds, my wife finds like orange juice spilled all over the couch. Oh, no. So I'm like, okay. So I know. So that started me thinking. I'm like, okay. Because we had two other guests in there. But they had been there for a while. So we know it's not them. I'm like, I wonder if it was the kid or the dad. But I'm like, okay. And then I started thinking maybe that's the difficult part about running multiple private rooms. Instead yeah. of one listing, you know, okay, it's group A that did this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I don't know who did it. I don't want to point and no blame. one's fessing up. Exactly. That's you know? that's the messed up part. Man, if I if you spilled in someone's house, hey, you hey man, you got some nap, you got some, I I am sorry, I, I spilled yeah. in your house. But no one that's uh yeah, that's, they that's, just left it there, man. And that's didn't low take rent, it. bro. Yeah. I mean that the you know. Yeah. Not that you're low rent. Cause you charge a good, good amount. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying here. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's messed so, up that they did that. Yeah, but I was like, you know, we got it cleaned up and whatever. But I was just like, dang man. But then I start thinking, well, you can't really play the blame game. You know, you don't want to be that guy. To, oh, well, you did it, you did it. You know, it's easier to just okay, screw it. I'll take it as a loss. But I can see how it's easier to manage one listing. Cause like, let's say I had a group of six people. Uh, one of the six in your group did it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, instead of someone who wasn't even in there getting the blame, you know, so I was like, I'll let it slide, but I definitely see the easement. <laughs> see, see why people don't want kids at their place. And um, and when you said that, too, I, I wrote a topic. I said, um, I wonder if there's, I wonder if that's a thing that you could do a thing like that and say you offer babysitting you know how what's his name said mm. maximize your thing to the tooth and nail and to the t's yeah and and hey we offer babysitting service so when your wife you and your wife and your kid are in town we can watch your kid while you go out you just got to pay us whatever 20 bucks for the or 30 bucks for the night extra and yeah i don't know i just just a thought i don't know if some people somebody does that or if that would be feasible. No, it's already a checklist on airbnb really yeah that you babysitting offer services mm-hmm. wow yeah yeah they're already in that market man um if they could add a fee to it that'd be pretty dope you know that'd be pretty cool if they added a fee to it like hey like they have a cleaning fee like a ten dollar an hour babysitting fee yeah that'd yeah. be pretty cool but, yeah but like we could offer babysitting services because we we have our own babysitter for our son so like we could do that and that's another good thing we could start adding dude yeah get I the know. babysitter in the mix yeah that's good little money man yeah that's cool so what else has been going on in your world micah man airbnb finally credited us for that hellacious time we had they sent us a 200 hundred dollar travel credit oh okay yeah, that's good yeah. so we're, now you we, need to start traveling on airbnb <laughs> yeah 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 me and my wife we were gonna go to um because i told you the other day we we're gonna go to the san francisco base summit but we end up not we're not gonna go we're gonna try to save it to go somewhere else where we want to go probably like hawaii or something Okay. You know, because I was looking for Airbnbs on there, and I could. We found some pretty good places we could stay for a while for most of the two hundred, and then we probably come out of pocket like two hundred bucks, which is nothing if you go nice. to Hawaii. <laughs> nice. So, uh, other than that, yeah, that's been up, man. Airbnb hooked us up with that, and uh, yeah, my wife got a hook up on the comforter cleaning. Really? So, so my wife got in good. So the lady, like at the um, cleaner, she knows are my name by heart now. She knows me and my wife because we come in for the comforters to get them clean. Uh-huh. And she just like my wife was like, "Hey, is there any way we can start getting these clean for cheaper? Because you know we're gonna be coming in here because it costs thirty bucks." So the lady's like, she pulled my wife to the side. She goes, "Hey, my cousin runs her own company, and some of the clothes in here, I just kind of dish them off to her for a little extra profit." 
Right. So I was like, oh, she's like, oh, okay. So she's like, hey, uh, I'll just give her the comforters and she'll clean them for you for 10 bucks every time. And we're like, really? dang. It was, yeah. So we're like, okay, cool. So she's like, yeah, just call me whenever you're coming up here and I'll just have her come pick it up and it'll be the same amount of time. The two days, boom, uh-huh. you get your comforter back. Wow. Yes. You know, I've always, I've wondered that before because like in the in the old school hotel days, you stayed at the hotels. Mm-hmm. You didn't really get like a a comforter, comforter, did you? You got like these blankets. Yeah, these really, you get blankets. I guess maybe because it's easier to wash them. Mm-hmm. Okay, but like, and you run, and you said that they charge thirty bucks to clean comforters. That's ooh. Yeah. But you got the hookup for ten bucks. Ten bucks. Yep. But still, that you got to factor that in every do you every time mm-hmm. someone stays, you got to clean the damn things. Yeah. Oh, but that but, goes towards the cleaning which, fee. Yeah, there you okay, go. And I plus, I have a cleaner now. Ten uh, bucks. I'm we fully... we have a cleaner now because I'm gonna get into Airbnb too. Oh yeah, if she's down, <laughs> yeah, because she we officially we're we're slowly automating our Airbnb now. Um, I got the new remote lock coming, so where we can set the code from anywhere. Oh, nice. We just ordered it. Uh, and How then, does that take to get in? Uh, I don't know. I think it's gonna take about a week or so mm-hmm. to get here. And once we get that. We're going to hook that up, have that on the Wi-Fi, and then we can set codes anywhere in the world. So we're going to be starting to automate it more and use more of our time to be buying more Airbnbs or doing whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, Instead yeah. of scaling, focusing. Scaling your business. Exactly. And so we were like, okay, if we start giving the babysitter the code to get in, she can start greeting the guests too. And she's already agreed to it. And we, we put a cleaning fee on there. We got like a $60 cleaning fee. And like how you were saying for the comforters, they cost money. You can also do a $60 cleaning fee and you do like to make that to offset that comforter cost. Uh-huh. We we're just doing a minimum night stay, like a two to three night minimum stay to offset it. Um, but yeah, other than that, we're, we're starting to really scale it, man. It's really starting to come along to where we can kind of push it off onto someone else. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but the neighbor, she lives right across the street, the babysitter. She was like, oh yeah, I'll come over and do it. Yeah, the fortunate, so fortunate to have that. Yeah. And, lucky. Um, when you, and so when I when I read on your thing about the about the you know kids and this ain't no daycare service babysitting service, <laughs> I was like oh then I started getting nervous. I was like man I'm gonna be running an Airbnb soon, and I started thinking about all that stuff. But then I'm like man maybe that's not my strength. But I mean I, I'm gonna try it for a little bit, running it you know by myself or yeah. with my wife. But maybe that ain't I'm like if it ain't my strength I'm 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 cool with passing it off to someone I trust. Mm-hmm. And someone that can do a good job. And you said, it's, was it about 20%? Usually, if you find a, a service to do it for you. Well, for like a uh, Airbnb property management? Yeah. I've seen 20 to 30%. 20, 30%. Yeah. Just just like over in, in South Padre, that's how much they would charge to run your thing, 20, 30%. Also, there's like different ways you can break it down. You can have like hire like a cleaner and charge her just the cleaning fee, which is mm-hmm. what I'm going to be doing. Or, like, cause the, the co-host, Airbnb's really upgraded that co-host thing on there. Uh, they got the um, the cleaning fee, someone to manage the listings, someone to manage the reservations. It's all types of things now that you can do on it. You know what I mean? So, if you want to fully automate it, find someone who's willing to clean, manage everything, you can do that now. Right, right, right. Give them, like, the cleaning fee and the uh, a percentage of your booking. You know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's coming along. Okay. I want to get my I want to get my hands dirty first. I want to get in it and, and then you know figure things out. Yeah. Try to maximize the cash flow on this. See, um, like I told, like I said on the last episode, we're we're already gonna close on the on the house in Arlington that we're buying again, or buying a different uh, house in Arlington, and um, so we close Friday. Oh yeah. Close on Friday, yeah, man. It's gonna be 
So they're pretty cool. We could sit sit there, you know, go there and sign all the paperwork and stuff. And I already informed my um, my agent. Oh, not my agent. I informed my um, uh, what's it called? Realtor. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. The the bank, Wells Fargo. Uh, okay. My, uh, what the hell are they called? <laughs> I just oh the, uh, the, the, the the last guy, the one that the, the Eddie closing? Money, Eddie Money. Oh, Eddie Money. And there's a closer too, but the, I know Eddie more. He's the what is the one in the middle? You got your guy, the escrow, lo- the loan agent. Is it the loan agent? And then you got the um, Eddie is the underwriter. There he's you the go. Underwriter. There you go. There you go. Anyway, he's he's done. You know, he did the last deal with me. He's doing this deal with me. He's he's a real cool dude. Other guys, you know, are different now. But anyways, Eddie Money's still been there through thick and thin. You know, <laughs> he's a good dude. <laughs> and I informed him. I was like, hey man, no more. If when we close Friday, I said I don't want no cheap ass. <laughs> <laughs> um champagne <laughs> last time i told you last time they gave us a bottle of champagne really and it, and it was they had glitter all over it and so i guess they glued Girl? glitter on this cheap bottle of champagne <laughs> so like, what the heck you know i'm taking it we're taking it home with us after we signed this is over in plano too you figure plano it's you know rich people and then we, glitter's falling off all over us <laughs> and set it in the car there's <laughs> glitter all over the car and we get home and it's like some crappy bottle of champagne i was like man i just bought you know an expensive ass house and you give me cheapest two dollar bottle of brute that you could find man this is messed up and so i said i want some you know some um don't parry on or something (laughs) (laughs) tell that title company man to come up a little you know but anyway that that was um so we're closing friday and um real excited they're not, you know, they're not gonna, they're gonna be moved. They they got the weekend to move out because they're closing the same day on a house. We're at the same spot. We're gonna do everything. As soon as we close, I guess then they can close on theirs. Kind of like they have to sell their house before they can sign, mm-hmm. you know, sign off on their house. So it's like a whatever. And so um, th- so they get the weekend until Monday. They have the house until Monday, and they're paying. You know how they structure these um contracts so, or whatever. So- I get I get paid a dollar a day. It was all in the contracts. So they're kind of renting the house from me for a dollar a day until Monday. But here's the stipulation. If they're there, if they're not done moving, when, come, when Tuesday comes rolling around, they have to pay me $250 a day. Each day they stay over Monday. Oh, Yeah. So nice. we gave them, it's like, it's a formality. You, you give, sometimes you give them a few days to move out. Mm-hmm. I had a buddy that had, that actually gave, um, they gave their people, they wanted this house so bad. They gave those people like two months after they closed on the house to move out Dang. I gave them like two months <laughs> i didn't even know you could do that but um this stipulation they said oh we just need you know four, uh, four days or three days whatever we'll be out by monday and um and they even their agent even wrote if they're not out by by monday if they're not out by you know when tuesday comes they have to pay you 250 dollars a day and i'm like well, they, they can take their time all they want yeah for real <laughs> That's some startup Airbnb money right there. <laughs> Making money on the house day one, shoot. Dang, so two fifty a day, so, okay? Yeah. So, so. You fully ready to get the Airbnb life rolling? I'm ready, man. We took we took you and uh, Mahogany's advice, and so mm-hmm. we uh, my brother gave me some sofas. So I got I got oh, I got to set it up with the sofas. Um, I need a couple beds. That's another topic. The beds. I was going to ask you something about that. Oh, go and, ahead. Um, what you well, got for well, me? Go ahead and ask. Well, at first I was leaning towards bunk beds, like I told you, you know, I was mm-hmm. like, but I'm thinking, I don't know if it's going to be grown up staying here. I don't know how keen they'd be on bunk beds, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I was thinking, well, 
in one room we have, we have the day bed remember you saw the day bed that's in mm-hmm. that I was thinking about leaving that day bed behind because it has like a twin on top twin on bottom that pulls out you know and that's that's fine it looks more you know more grown up the room and um, the other two rooms of course I want to put a, a king in the room that in, in the master and then I was gonna put um, either a full size or a queen in um, in the second room so I think that would be better because it is a three bedroom plus there's sofas plus I'll have some air mattresses here in case they really really needed you know some another spot but I think that's fine like you said shoot for around six to eight people like you say you know put that on your listing you know they might bring more or whatever but if they for that amount of people they'll have enough um yeah. places to sleep and it would look more i guess more inviting instead yeah. of sitting here like bunk beds it doesn't like to me i started thinking about more it's like it's like a kid's room you know yeah and i remember last week we said we've never had kids and then we had our first experience with a kid and didn't go too well so i think that would be inviting kids because now I'm like on the fence of, cause I don't want to put that be that guy that lists no kids allowed. But right. I've seen people do it and they were pretty successful. But I don't know, man. Like you know, cause I guess the thing is you don't know what kind of parents you have. Some parents kind of let their kids like run around, do what they want to do. Like right, the guy right. who was at my house. So I don't know. It's I guess it's a personal thing if you want the kids or not. Right, right. So I mean, but if, even if they do bring kids, I mean that day bed's perfect. It's got a yeah. little, it's got one on, you know, one on. You know, if people know what a, a day bed, most people do. I didn't know until I had one. Till my um, stepmom gave me one, but it looks like a, it looks like a regular little, um, kind of like a, I don't know, I wouldn't say sofa, but like a, like you see a twin bed, and it's stacked a little higher than a twin bed is, and they put the sheets over it. it has like railing going around, kind of looks like a seat maybe. But then um, on the bottom pulls out another bed. So it's just a little mm-hmm. double bed thing. It's yeah. not a bunk bed. You can't be under the other person. You have to pull it out and it's, it's like right there. Yeah. So, yeah, <clears> man, <throat> I'm thinking, yeah, I, th- I told you, one of those, that room was ready to go, man. Yeah, all you told me. You to start Airbnb being out right now. Sure. Yeah. All you got to do is put a refrigerator and a microwave in there. You're good to go. <laughs> but yeah, man. So, you, okay, since I'm going to rent out the whole house, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't, I guess, obviously, I wouldn't need to put their own microwave and fridge in each room. I just have the, you know, the main one in the, in the living room, right? Yeah. Unless I'm going to do it like hostel style with a com- with a common area. Yeah. I don't know what, what's would generate more money or. I don't think you would need the refrigerators if you're doing a whole house. The only reason now I noticed that is like an extra amenity for me since we started out doing private rooms, we started out doing private rooms and we already had the refrigerator microwave People, I think guests will like that they have their own refrigerator microwave in their own room and another whole fridge if they want it. Um, by the way, we got our first booking for the whole upstairs. Oh, nice. Yeah, they're coming for the Texas OU game, Ooh, which I forgot about. Forgot. Yeah. I, I forgot about that, too. Yep. That's awesome, dude. So you rented the whole top for 80 bucks? Uh, No, no, no. Beyond Pricing actually was on its job. It rented it for 100 bucks a night for the whole room. For the, the whole top, yep. For three bedrooms, yep. Dude, that's sweet. Yeah, it was a hundred a night. So, because <laughs> so pretty beyond pricing, it's been pretty good. So, right, right, right. So far, last <laughs> week I was complaining about it. <laughs> so far, um, that's cool, man. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start renting 
the house in Hearst, Hearst, Texas. Actually, um, it's I put it. I went ahead and filled out the thing to put it up on Airbnb. Mm-hmm. You know, because I wanted to go through the process and see and see what all I needed to put and everything. And I asked you for help too. I was mm-hmm. like, "What's this? What's this?" And um, it, it's pretty detailed what they ask you. you yeah, know? They, and they ask you, "Are you gonna have um, an iron, an ironing board? Are you gonna offer? You know, of course it said pool, gym. Is it a is it a three bedroom, two bath, or three bedroom, one point five bath? Yeah. And I mean, it it got every single detail, and which is cool because when people search, it'll it'll narrow it down more, right? Yeah. So the more detailed you can fill it out, the better, of course. Yeah. And. <laughs> And at first on there, and it said, how many people will it sleep? And so I'm starting to figure, well, if I put bunk beds in each room, plus I have the air mattresses, plus I have the other bed, then I have the sofas. And I was like, uh, I guess about 16 people. And your mic is like, oh, hold up, hold up. I don't think you want yeah, man. 16 people. Steve, Steve, Steve was inviting the party, man. He had like... 16 guests smoking aloud. I'm like, hey, man, oh, that ain't what you want. And you know what's funny? I seen a listing the other day that allowed smoking, right? Smoking was advertised on it. and Because I, I like to go through lists and see what's around me. Yeah. And he had a four-star on the cleaning. And I noticed on there that people say, house smelled like smoke. House smelled like smoke. So what it does is it's, it's hard to clean it out. So like, oh yeah, yeah, it's hard to get rid of it. So what we did was in our house, we do allow smoking on a patio, but we don't tell people that. We don't we don't advertise it. We just write it in there like, hey, smoking is allowed on the patio. Good. So, people. So most of the time we get people that don't smoke because they don't. They're looking at that little checkbox is smoking allowed. Yeah. And um, one lady she did smoke, but we were able to. What we had to do was when she checked out, we blocked off three days. And we put a humidifier in the room, and we opened all the windows for two days and let the humidifier run, and we got the smell out. Even though she'd smoked outside. Yeah, even though she smoked outside. Because it stays on them. Exactly. It yeah. stays on you. So uh, we ended up getting a guy. We had um, one of Mahogany's friends come to town, and we found out that still didn't work. She's like, after she walked in, she's like, did someone who smoked used to stay in this room? We're like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, you're going to have to keep going with airing it out. So we kept doing it. It's finally gone now. But yeah, man, that, that, that's that's a tough one. Yeah, because smoking, tough, man. it's tough. Yeah, because smoking, I don't mind it, but it's when you have guests. Because what happens is when people smoke, and let's just say they smoke outside, and you come, they come back in, you'll start smelling it. But your your I think your your body builds up to to where you don't smell it anymore. Right, and it's right. kind of normal. But when a new guest checks in, they oh, smell yeah. it. Oh, yeah, they yeah. smell it. Like especially people that don't smoke, they're like, whoa, someone smokes. Yeah. So yeah. I had moved into um, my my first house, which is in Arlington, the one I'm renting out to the you know the long term rental blues, and uh, <laughs> and so I um I remember when I first bought it, I got a good deal. I got it for like for like eighty nine thousand, you know, mm-hmm. three bed, uh, actually four bedroom, two bath, um, add on room. It's pretty pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. I hope it's not destroyed by now. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> day the only thing is day one I moved in. And the old man used to live there, and he smoked inside. There was a smoking family, yeah. and the walls were just like yellow. And I remember they had they had a, okay. I saw it when there was still furniture in there, and they were gonna clean it out, and they got all their stuff out, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember on the wall where they had this one picture. I guess they took that picture. <laughs> right behind it, 
it was kind of like a white or a lighter yellow and then mm-hmm. you could see the yellow from the smoke just it oh. encompassed the whole where the picture was you just see this big square right there oh. so, man and i tried like i just wanted you know i wanted to move in right away i didn't you know i had my stuff and i was like okay i'm just gonna clean the f out of this stuff like so hard i scrub 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 the carpets you know i got you know steam clean that stuff i got the spray that you buy at um home depot that smoke away or Mm -hmm. whatever it's called and keep you know for smokers houses i sprayed everything with that stuff i cleaned i scrubbed the walls man it didn't do nothing that's that smell was in there dude i mean years and years and years of smoking i had to finally just i had to rip out all the carpet all the layers of carpet that were underneath the carpet, all these different layers and all, yeah. I had to take off all the formicas and it's just years and years of just, oh, we need new floor and just put it on top of the old yeah. one. Got rid of all that crap, all the padding. I, I painted every single thing and man, it, and finally it started, you know, going away. Yeah. And, um, but that's cigarette smoke, dude. It's rough. It, it's rough. Man. No offense to any smokers out there. Yeah. I'm just saying for, you know, when you're for non-smokers, we, we really noticed that. Yeah, well, especially when you're running a business. Like, now my uncle, well, mind you, he lives in Washington State where marijuana is legal. Right. He has a uh, man cave where he, like, has all these things set up. Like, it's like these humidifiers. He has four humidifiers in this room. Yeah. And what happens is he pretty much, you know, he watches games, and he, he's, like, 70 years old. He smokes his little weed. So uh, while he's smoking weed, he has, like, these humidifiers in each corner going – but like if you like once he's done smoking, if you were to walk in there, you couldn't smell a thing. But like how he has it set up, like I'm actually yeah. interested in how he has that set up because I might set it up in each of my rooms. But I still wouldn't allow smoking. But I don't know. But it was pretty interesting how he has it set up. Like you can't smell a thing once you walk in there. And I noticed that in I mean you you've been to Vegas a few times of course, uh-huh. and and they have smoking in the casinos and and it's it's weird. I mean. There's someone smoking like right next to you, and you don't smell it. And they have they pure they pump so much purified air, and they pump out all that smoke. You know they got the expensive systems, and you I mean unless they blew the smoke on you, you wouldn't really smell it. It just just goes goes away. You know it's crazy. Well, you know the reason behind that, right? Why they pump so much oxygen in there? Oh, keep you keep you awake. Yeah, yeah, keep you gambling. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I was listening to a podcast, and he talked about that. He's like, yeah, they keep pumping oxygen in there. They have like these million, well, not million. They're super expensive oxygen machines. Yeah. They keep pumping into those casinos, man. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know. There's no clocks anywhere. There's no light coming in from yeah. the outside. So you can yep. really be done gambling. You walk outside. Whoa, the sun's out. You know, I'm glaring. broke. <laughs> 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 I had a funny, everybody has funny um, Vegas stories, but this, my buddy Jimmy tells a good one. Um, our buddy Ben. He, you know, one time he was just hitting at this craps table, boom, 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 just hitting, hitting, right? Oh, I'm sorry, they were playing blackjack. Anyways, he made like a thousand bucks real quick, and they said, "All right, we're gonna, you know, get our chips." And he did like, "Jimmy, we're gonna go eat some steaks, man. We're gonna go with some steaks." I forgot what ho- the hotel they were staying at, but I said, "All right, man." And he goes, and he go, they go sit down at this nice restaurant inside the casino. He's like. Yeah, go ahead, man. Order whatever you want, dude. We're getting some steaks, you know. Made a thousand bucks, and so he's like, "All right." So they order their food, but he's like, "Hey, I gotta run to the bathroom real quick." Ben did, and so he runs to the bathroom, and um, he comes back and he just looks all defeated, like, oh. "I was like, dude, he's like, what's wrong with you?" He's like, "I lost it all, man." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "What?" He's like, 
nah, I lost it all, dude. He's like, quit, quit kidding. You know, don't tell me that crap. You're, you're joking. No, dude, I lost it all. He's like, man, if you want me to pay for my own steak, I'll pay for my own steak. But just quit <laughs> BSing me like that. I just saw you had a thousand bucks in your hand. Yeah, man, there was a craps table on the way to the restaurant. <laughs> People were hopping, jumping, and having a good time. So I jumped in, I put a hundred down, and boom, craps. Put another hundred. Oh, I put two hundred to get it back. Craps. Put three hundred to get it back. Craps. Before I know, in like like five in like two minutes, it was all gone. <laughs> He's like, oh wow, like, Jimmy's like, oh, man, that sucks. We're still eating some steaks, though, man. That's, <laughs> like, that's crazy because he, he gambled the time you're supposed to gamble. You know, you're supposed to gamble while you're hungry. Really? I never yeah. heard that. Yeah, you gamble while you're hungry. So when you're, okay, so when you're hungry, you, you'll have to get up and go get some food. If you gamble, gamble while you're full, you're sitting there, you probably have a beer, you're chilling. Now you're just sitting at the table losing money. Huh. Yeah, man, it's all types of tricks out there. I've looked at Yeah, you gamble while you're hungry. So if you've learned anything from this podcast, our our fine listeners, yeah, <laughs> gamble while you're hungry. Yeah, gamble while you're hungry, and uh, that good oxygen's going through. You got to go get some food. Oh man, Vegas, Las Vegas. I need to go. I haven't been in a while. I yeah, been in man. A long while. I was just there in March. Yeah. Yeah. Did you yeah, win some yeah. money? Uh, no. I did not this time. That sucks. Yes, it does. <laughs> How would um, uh, I don't want to talk about Cowboys again. We already said and they lost the other day. Uh, mo- mofos, bad. <laughs> they did. Oh, 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 oh! Airbnb is officially signed up with I think what's the company, Retsy or somebody. Um, they now have restaurants. Restaurants will let you come into their. You just pay X amount per person, and they'll give you a meal through Airbnb. Is it Et- Etsy? No, not Etsy. Etsy's the place you post stuff. It's like some other spot. Oh, and it, and it could be any restaurant. Or I, I don't know about any restaurant. Just the ones that are signed up with. Yeah. Like, it's... I noticed the real big Airbnb cities are like Chicago, Los Angeles, Austin. Uh, a lot of the coastal cities are real big on Airbnb, like the... the like the experiences and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. The Airbnb restaurants. You go to airbnb.com forward slash restaurants. Yeah. You can like Airbnb starting to expand. I see that. Okay. That's but why they. But they're still using other people's stuff to make yeah, money. Of they're course. not doing, hey, it's an Airbnb restaurant. You know, come eat here. Yeah. yeah no, exactly. they ain't into that game. They nah. want you to do the hustling for them. Exactly. I love it. So they're, they're the pimp and we the hoe. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Airbnb. Although we kind of, you know, we unleashed uh, we unleashed a, a hound dog on you a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, there's people. I, I was listening to a podcast of um, what was it called? The one uh, Vacation Rental Success. You've okay. listened to a few <laughs> of those, right? And um, they were they were out there. They were dogging on how VRBO and HomeAway has changed. I guess they're trying to change to compete with Airbnb. And the people, it, it, the way they put it, and, and you've used them before, but the way they put it, people that were um, that used that were hosts on on VRBO and stuff like that, they were actually, you know, the, of course they they owned their places, vacation rental by owner, and they worked in conjunction with that website to you know to get guests and and to you know 
whatever. And so it was like it was like a part to them, and they took it personal because they they're passionate. I mean, you know, a guy passionate about VRBO, right? The one yeah. you talked about, <laughs> and um, and they're passionate about about their partnership with VRBO. But apparently, they're changing it up, the format, I guess, to match more how Airbnb does it. You know yeah. how how the guests can't caught you know airbnb the guests try to get your phone number the email yeah. that you can't get you can't do that i guess back in vrbo days they would just hook you up with the guest and you know whatever but and they give you, you can trade information you can do whatever you want accurate maps now they're doing the the not accurate maps like airbnb right it just shows yep. a big bubble and then and then um and they you can't really change information until they actually rent with you there so they're tra- they're, they're mimicking airbnb and their and the owners are are pissed off about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, VRBO. I just actually had my first guest in my house stay from VRBO, and I really I'm not a fan of VRBO. Um, as far as the booking goes, because like you have no, there's nothing about this guest on there. Like this dude just shows up, which he, he of course he's scheduled to show up, but like you don't know what he looks like, you don't know who he is. It's kind of random, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, so Airbnb, I could see why it's more Airbnb's like more close-knit community type cuz like you know who this person is, have they had any reviews? I think it's more more it has a little bit more of a social media effect involved with it. Right. Like right. VRBO just some random person requests your spot, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so So you're not uh, a big fan. Uh, yeah, and then like I had to set my beyond pricing back up cuz the dude, he stayed for one night for 23 bucks because of some type of issue VRBO was having. So I fixed that problem. That huh. won't be happening again. And, and and what I guess to um to VRBO's defense, they said it used to be, yeah, it used to be a relationship with the owners. And uh, VRBO started in 96, they said. I didn't know it's been around that long. Oh, yeah. It's so been 1996. That's insane. Um, the internet just barely started, right? Well... See, we have to realize, because I have somebody staying in one of my timeshares, and she's been doing Airbnb, well, not Airbnb, but a VRBO Airbnb for 16 years. So this stuff's been around a long time. Yeah. It's just, it was kind of, I guess they were like the real big cash cows on it, because it was kind of underground, and not too many people were doing it. Yeah. Because she's she's told me, she goes, oh yeah, I've been doing this for 16 years. She goes, thanks for letting me have your spot. Uh, and she sent me a link a link to her list. And she's like, if you ever want to um, stay at my spot, here it is. And I told her about the podcast. And uh, we may be having her as a guest in the future. But she's been doing nice. it for 16 years. So I guess this thing's really... She's got I, some stories. That's what I told her. I'm like, you got some stories. She's like, oh, I've had some stuff happen to me. And I'm like, oh, okay. Because like, yeah, if you've been doing it 16 years, you got some stories. So And that's what she was like, oh, yeah, I got some stories for you. And I was like, okay. So she may be on the cast, her and her husband. But they've been doing it for 16 16 years right so i guess airbnb and vrbo kind of brought it to light especially airbnb of course yeah 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 because commercial they kind of mixed the social media factor in with it like hey i know who you are things like that yeah so um that's that's what the, they were saying on the show that they they've been some of these guests some of these um owners have been with them for for long like you said 16 yeah. years long time so they feel like a, a personal relationship with this website and now they're changing it up and making not letting them do things and and I guess raising the rates and all this kind of stuff, and they're they're pissed off about it. And yeah. so, and so, I don't know if they'll jump ship to Airbnb, but um, I I guess um, what was I gonna say? No, oh, what were you gonna say? You were gonna say something about what the Airbnb about, and VRBO? Yeah, I mean, I I do, I do notice people. 
I think the reason why some people are VRBO are more upset with Airbnb is because with Airbnb, people have lowered their prices. Right, and VRBO, right, right. like the guy I was telling you about on VRBO, he, he like said like, hey, I have to lower my prices to get bookings on Airbnb while on VRBO. I can have it sky high and people book it. But I think that's just a competition factor coming and that's, in. That's exactly... And they mentioned that too. Mm-hmm. And they said with VRBOs, I guess the hosts were used to dictating the terms of the of how it went. All right, bring some bed sheets, bring some toilet, extra toilet paper. You know, they yeah. would tell them, and the hosts were cool with it because that's just how things were done back then. You need mm-hmm. extra stuff, you got to bring it. And now with Airbnb, of course, cheaper rates, plus um, they pretty much cater to you. They offer all this stuff for free. And yep. so. Exactly. <laughs> They're not used to playing that way. Yeah. You gotta yeah. change up how you yeah, you gotta change it up. And I can see I can see how that's you know, them they're like, uh, screw that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you gotta kinda one, it's more money out of your pocket. Then you gotta kinda lower your prices because it's kind of a buzz kill. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna try it. But you're on both, right? You're yeah, on... I'm on both. I'm on uh all my personal properties are on VRBO and Airbnb. Um, but the VRBO, I barely get any bookings now. I have, I've noticed I have gotten less, but because I purposely sky raised all my prices, like t- to stay at my upstairs loft is like one twenty minimum to stay there. So wow, hey, if I get a booking, I'll if take you get it. Get a booking that uh, that's worth it. Um, and oh, another thing they saw, they talked about was um, people are the VRBOers are pissed off at Airbnb because. All these cities weren't talking about all these new laws and you know implementing implementing new laws and you could you have to live at the place and you have to before before it was just VRBO and, and, and government local governments didn't give a darn you know yeah. they didn't know but Airbnb made it huge and of course then all the laws started changing so that affects yeah. all the VRBOers out there man. yeah yeah the laws of course they changed man I think that's just when the government sees you getting money, man, they're going to want their cut. That's that's simply what it comes down to, man. I mean, they seen Airbnb, what they could do, and they seen how much money they were generating off. And what once look at how fast Airbnb grew. You know what I'm saying? We have to look at it in a just in the last 10 years. What is VRBO to Airbnb? It's almost like nothing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um so when they see you getting money like that, they're going to come after you. I don't think VRBO is a big enough dog for it, you know. So Exactly. Yeah. And another thing I wanted to run past you, and I've, I've told you before. I think my fascination with with homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Have I told you that I would love to do that with my kids? I would love to homeschool. That's actually me. One of me and Mahogany's goals. That's why we do part of this is for homeschooling. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. We're on the same wavelength, and yeah. the only thing is, my my wife's a little bit resistant of it because she said, "Well, I want the the kids to have a, a social life," you know, mm-hmm. and um. And I, I, I guess I haven't looked into it. I just, I just thought it was a cool. The, the reason I thought it was a good idea, I was like, well, we're gonna be accumulating rentals. Hopefully, before she's five years, old, she's three and a half months right now. My, my, my youngest daughter, mm-hmm. my, um, and my, my oldest daughter. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't live with us. I get mm-hmm. her every other weekend. So I it's really that, that she's in school and all. That, you know, yeah. doing that thing. So I can't really have. I can't homeschool. You know, yeah. her, but I can homeschool. Um, uh, my youngest daughter and then any kids that come after that mm-hmm. of course <laughs> and so <laughs> and so anyways um one of the main reasons was like well we're gonna have these properties and and the goal is to to generate passive income mm-hmm. you know to to get these these um these houses condos whatever we accumulate to to 
you know pay us get it make make us a good cash flow each month so I, we won't have to work yeah. and, and i just have it in my head five years it's the same thing that you have a, a goal of five years in your head right yeah and i have that goal i said by that five-year mark and the reason i chose that is my daughter will be um you know five years old by then plus mm-hmm. she'll be ready to start going to school kindergarten and all that and i was like man if i could if i could get the you know my business going good and be retired in five years and have these rentals bringing me income in and we can live however we want. Yeah. Why do I still want to be stuck dealing with, well, you know, you have to follow the, the, the school year. You know, the school is going to dictate what we can and can't do when we can and can't do it. But mm-hmm. I was like, if we did homeschooling, we could, hey, we could travel. You know what? Let's go to the school to Paris for, uh, let's go there for a month. Yeah. I can still teach you the curriculum from Paris. Exactly. We could still um, send in your homework, whatever. Uh, you know, everything's done on the computer now, on the internet nowadays. Yeah. And um, I was like, or, hey, hey, you're a Spanish class. Well, let's go to South America. Let's go to Mexico. Let's yeah. go somewhere for a month. And um, and I just thought that would be the coolest way to live, you know? Yeah. You don't have to worry about these. Hopefully, she gets a good teacher this year. You know, this BS school yeah, systems. School Hopefully, system someone sucks. doesn't come and shoot up the school you know we don't have to worry about kind of crap like that yeah because we'd be teaching her you know and we'll have all this time we could travel the world i work for an airline you know and when i do retire i'll keep my flight benefits and five you know i have five more years to go for that too it's all five this number is stuck in my head five but i would just i'm just fascinated with this idea of homeschooling because i mm-hmm. think me and my wife could teach her a lot better than just random Easily. whoever's in there hating their teaching job kind exactly. of thing. Not that's that all teachers are bad. There's great teachers, but then I remember going to school and there were some teachers that just gave up. Yeah, because you know I mean, saying? if you're if you're in a class teaching 20 kids, man, it's, it's it gets tough, you know what I mean? So, and then plus a lot of the times, I know kids are in different age groups or whatever, but sometimes your kid might be faster or slower than a group. And right. I don't think the school system caters to that. If you do it at home, you can cater to that. And... I've always been for homeschooling, man. Like, I'm definitely for, because, uh, like, how you were saying, learn a different language. Like, I want to take my son to Ghana and learn Chui. You know, one of the, yeah, I want to yeah. learn, I want him to learn that, you know. Um, they ain't going to learn in the American school books, you know. Right, right. So, and I think it gives you a broader aspect of learning uh, when you weren't able to branch out and learn from different countries and stuff like that. So, yeah, the American public school system sucks. And and no offense, you know. Yeah, no offense, but it does. <laughs> but um, and one of the cool, one of the cool things now they said, oh man. And I was asking a few people at work, and they were like, oh man, homeschooling has totally changed from what it used to be. Because I mean, that not that they have their kids in homeschool, but they they know families that do it. And they're saying what in, in the back in the day, you know, just you and your, you know your parents taught you, blah blah blah. A lot of times the kid didn't learn, learn social skills because he was at home all day with his parents and it get a little awkward when he had to deal with other kids. But now there's like all this, thanks to the internet, they have all these um, homeschool meetups going on, yep. you know. They all can teach their kids together. Let's say another person, you know, someone else in the group is it's not good at teaching math, but they're great at science and they can help teach your kids science, but you're good at math, you can help teach their kid math. You know, it's uh-huh. just like a... Look, the share economy, and yeah. it's a beautiful thing, and it's just come a long way. And I'm still, I got five years to to work on work on my wife to try to get her to yeah. <laughs> to see the light. But um, I'm, I'm I'm optimistic, dude, and I think it's the coolest thing. And, and you know, you know, and and I was another branch off of that. I was thinking, well, what's what could be Airbnb's role in this homeschooling thing? And now, and I don't know if it would start. Um, 
it, it might, someone might have to start a website where it's kind of a, like a hybrid Airbnb homeschool thing uh-huh. where we could travel to other countries. We could teach, you know, we, or they could teach our kids while we're there. We could teach their kids while they're there and, and not have to pay very much to stay there. But they're welcome to stay at our house when they come this way to the United States and vice versa. We all we're kind of sharing each other's paths, sharing each other's teaching. You know, what that, I'm saying? That, that's the website I was telling you about work info. Yeah, that's what they do. Like you can go learn, you can travel to Japan, live with someone for X amount of months, and he'll be like, "Hey, just teach teach me English for X amount of hours a day." Then you're free to go kick it, hang out, and come back and go to sleep, and I'll give you a meal. Nice. Yeah. So nice, I mean, nice. and, and actually, what you mentioned earlier was my backup plan for my son. If I can't, if we can't homeschool him. We're going to do homeschooling online where they have a teacher online and other kids so we can see other kids be interacting with them or whatever. But that's sort of our other plan as well. Oh, yeah. cool. That, definitely. The oh. possibilities are endless, dude. Yeah, definitely. So, so yeah, that's that's um, something that we're I'm looking forward to. Just I got to get the wifey to sign off on that. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that, huh? Definitely. <laughs> five years. So five years, you're done with your job, huh? Hopefully. Hopefully. Let's keep it moving. Hopefully. We keep it moving. We can be done in five years. And what? Um, I guess. Let me see. I was thinking, like you said, governments want to put their put their tentacles on everything, right? Yeah. And so I don't know what's going to end up. I mean, it's already just from last year to this year, lots changed on Airbnb. A lot yeah. of cities, major cities now, but it's it might spill over to the smaller cities are are, are putting like um, stricter um, rules on Airbnbs in the in the city and stuff like that. And I don't know in five years, 10 years, what's going to happen? What's going to become of this format? If the government's going to or local governments are going to allow it at all? I mean, who knows? I mean, I'm just throwing worst case scenarios out there. Do you do you have personally have a backup plan in case something like this happens? I've been thinking about it because I'm like, man, this can't be. I'm like, this is Airbnb is almost too good to be true. I'm like, man, this can't this ain't going to keep up. So what I like how the guy hit me up about the cowboy tickets kind of building a clientele with people so if anything does happen where they kind of if let's just say which i doubt this will happen airbnb gets shut down i'll still be able to operate my business kind of like al williamson said right like being able to always operate your business by expanding looking at other ways other avenues uh corporate rentals you know things like that uh i'm always down if anything ever happens i can just corporate lease my room separately 900 a month each you know right right so yeah i'm definitely always looking at a backup plan i never depend upon one source of income ever there you go you gotta yeah. have uh you gotta have some outs man yeah you got you to put all your eggs in one basket definitely did you um did you hear jasper's uh one of his last um podcasts um get paid for your pad where he went kind of went head to head with a with a hater with an airbnb hater <laughs> did you hear that one really oh, no oh, i gotta watch it man i Is gotta it? listen to it and he's not exactly 100% a hater, but he's more for um, government intervention. And, like, he's from he happens to be from Amsterdam, too. Okay. So he saw what it did to Amsterdam, where all these corporations came in and bought up everything in Amsterdam and started renting them out Airbnbs, right? Yeah. So that's where that – he says he's glad that limit came in, that whatever, 60 days a year, but he even hopes it went down to 30 days a year, you know, because he's thinking, like, these people own their homes and they're, they're renting out of their homes who goes on vacations 30 days a year, you know, or who goes on vacation 60 days a year or 90 days, whatever they gave them, you know, that, yeah. that new rule. And, um, 
and he had some good arguments. Oh, uh, you know, I won't say he didn't. He, what he had what some, were his arguments? Like, well, that um, you know how how it was affecting communities where where people were couldn't you know couldn't afford to buy in Amsterdam anymore. People, Dutch people that were from there, couldn't afford to buy anything. Couldn't even afford to rent in Amsterdam because all these corporations are snapping up these these. Um, these um condos you know apartments condos houses whatever and just written them out strictly airbnb and so they couldn't even get stay in their own town in their own city anymore and um i wonder what what are the american laws on corporations coming in and getting real estate like that well, are they, there any they already do it i mean they already buy all these houses right i mean and that's what's jacking up the real estate rate so yeah. these corporations these what are they called the hedge funds mm-hmm. snapping up all these single homes and trying to and you know flip them or whatever do Airbnb. or get or do rentals and, and you know, turnkey companies that's another form of corporation jumping in and snapping up all these houses so it, it's allowed here yeah so and I've, I've heard plenty of people talk about how what it's doing to the real estate market i mean in my shoes, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm loving it, you know, because my property value is going up. Uh, right. Easier to keep your place clean. By the way, shout out to James Carlson for being published by Bigger Pockets with yeah. your yeah your awesome article on the pros and cons of Airbnb. Was that his um, first one? Um, I'm pretty sure it's not. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I, when you had sent it to me, I, I funny thing is I just got through reading it. I put that note on there. Shout out to James <laughs> for that. He was a guest on here. But um, yeah, it's definitely jacking up prices, man. It definitely is. Um, I don't know how far it's going to affect our personal area, like in the Arlington area, um, because Arlington is a hot spot. It, yeah, it, it's it's a, it's an Airbnb hot spot, and people know it is. So it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, and um, one interesting thing that he brought up that um, they, they started that you ha- it has to be your spot. If you want to rent it out for whatever X amount of days in Amsterdam, it has uh-uh. to be your place. You can't just have a separate place to rent out. You know, it has to be your place. You have to live there, whatever. And um, and one thing that that he that that guy mentioned, I forgot his name, but he said, well, the corporation started doing. You know, a lot of them are jumping ship because they're not. They can't make money that way. Yeah. But what a lot of them were doing were just finding students, Dutch students, and saying, hey. You want to live here in my in our Airbnb in this air this um, condo for free, and then just you greet the guests when they come in, and then um, and clean up after they leave, and you can live here scot free. And he said that guy admitted that's a good byproduct of it. At least a student that you know doesn't have much money has a free place to stay. He just keeps that Airbnb for them. So that's a way of getting around that law. Yeah, and that, that's that's exactly what James Carlson and Al Williamson said. Like. Have your tenant run your Airbnb for you while living there. A bellhop, right? It was yeah, bell yeah kind of like a bellhop. Yeah. And I think that's a really good strategy. That's a really good strategy. People, I mean, the, the laws that they put on Airbnb, people are always going to come up with, they're going to think outside the box and figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, people will think outside the box and figure it out, man. I, I don't think, I don't think Airbnb is going away, but it's, it's definitely, I think it'll have a ceiling, you know what I mean? Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Unless they keep, like, even when we thought they had a ceiling, they get into the restaurant business. They right. get into the experiences business, you know? So yeah. they're they're very innovative. They keep coming up with stuff, you know? And even some of the stuff you wrote down, that was pretty good stuff. Like the uh, the babysitting thing. Uh, the, op- the ways to optimize. I was going yeah. to bring that up right now. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um... 
I, I thought about asking you, and I thought it was, some of these ideas, they just started coming to me while I'm waiting in this bureaucratic nightmare. Um, the the um, uh, vending machines. I was like, you know what? I wonder, I wonder, if, I wonder if that would be well, profitable, but at least you ain't losing money. You said you have put a vending machine somewhere center in your house at middle of the night. These guys, something they don't want to go get an Uber to go somewhere. They want to whatever. Then go straight yeah. to the vending machine, get a snack out of the vending machine. Boom, boom, boom. You're making money on both ends, you know? Yeah. Just like the coin wa- laundry washer machine. Uh, yeah. Vending machine would be good. Uh, but I don't know if they would complain about it. Oh, they don't have to buy it. Yeah. They don't have to buy it. True. I'm just, then, I'm just wondering. And then you offer them, like, we, we offer them, like, free, not free breakfast, but, like, free bananas, apples, right, cliff right. bars. So then you have that, that's for free, and then you have, like, a vending machine full of goodies. They're, they'll probably be tempted to buy it. Yeah. And you, and you don't even have to, like, gouge them on the prices, you know? Mm-hmm. Most people go to vending machines nowadays, it's $1.75, 2 bucks for whatever's in there, right? Yeah. You have, you have a vending machine at your house set up for 50 cents or a buck. They're everybody's got that yeah. plus i mean you might not make a whole bunch of money but the, the point is you're not losing money by people oh, i'm gonna just grab five of these you know put them yeah. in my bag before i leave kind of thing you know what i'm yeah. saying or like 50 cents for one of those coffee pods put a 50 cents boom whatever coffee pod they want falls down i don't know i was just thinking of things ways yeah. to not not exactly make a whole bunch of money but just not to not to lose yeah. money kind of thing uh only thing i see is be probably like the maintenance on one of those yeah. Like if something yeah. breaks down, like, okay, remember I was telling you I was going to put my bikes on spin lister. Uh-huh. Then I started thinking about, okay, what if this bike breaks down? Do you really want to spend the time putting in a new <laughs> inner tube? Do you really, cause you have to think about stuff like that. And I'm like, dang, okay. Cause I'm like, dang bike. I can just throw that on there. But then I'm like, oh, never mind. You got to keep it up. Maintenance. Right. 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 Yeah. Or even, um, you know, um, what I was thinking there was going to be this whole, um difficult way to to turn my washers and dryers into um coin operated you know yeah but then i saw that machine online and i sent it to you yeah and and it's like it's this machine where you 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 attach it to your wall you have the cord from the uh, washer dryer going or whatever thing you want to do but this one use an example a washer and dryer goes into that box which you close and you lock and then coming out of that box goes to the power, to a power source, right? Mm-hmm. So anyways, you put the coins in, you say, and, and it has a little timer on there. So you, someone's going to go wash laundry. Yeah, okay. Boom, boom. Put four quarters in. That gives them 60 minutes. And mm-hmm. they could um, do whatever, 30 minutes in the washer, 30 minutes in the dryer. Anyways, it makes those two things functional for 60 minutes and even if they didn't finish drying all together boom put another quarter in hit the dryer again and it'll it'll finish drying what they need to dry and you and you made you know a buck a buck 50 two bucks whatever you made on their deal and you don't you don't have to attach you don't have to do anything mechanically on it it just controls the power source it just gives them a certain amount of power to use that that time and i was like that's freaking genius yeah i mean that'd be good there because i know me like the other day last night I came upstairs, and I don't know why this lady was doing this. She was washing her clothes in the sink. But, like, she has a list day over seven days. She could have took went downstairs. Me and my wife told her. I'm like, hey, you can use the washer and dryer. We just, like, put a full load in it. But then my wife, after we told her, we were probably like, she probably only had to wash that shirt. And I'm like, guess you're right. Never thought about that. Like that. But, <laughs> yeah, so, and then that's another thing. I don't want you just you washing one shirt. But I guess. Like one yeah. shirt, Willie. 
Yeah, because I mean that does like I think James made the point it can ruin your machine, you know, the balancing on it. Right, but right. I don't know. I, I'd definitely be interested in doing the little quarter thing, whatever. And you and and I was thinking, well, if you're gonna do quarters here, quarters there, um, you probably need a quarter machine in your house somewhere, or, or just yeah. a big <laughs> ball, a big jar of quarters. Well, if they're staying at your your yeah. house, you could change them out quarters, whatever. Yeah. But um, and who, and who carries money anymore either? That's a different story. Unless Man. you had a credit card, swipe swipe the thing. I don't I that's, don't know. That's what I was thinking too. But I, mean, I don't carry money anymore. Now a way to to start something and and my my buddy um he worked with me at, uh, with us grunts over there um at American Airlines right you know <laughs> we're out there yeah. we uh where I work at it's logistics and we do uh, we handle all the airplane parts and stuff like that so we work indoors outdoors whatever in the conditions and um yeah it's it's a it's a manual labor anyways throughout this time my buddy Fick he's from Ethiopia he um cool dude oh you met fick yeah i know fick yeah yeah you know yeah. fick and um he actually um throughout that time he was there at american he, he got his degree in um, accounting and so now he does um corporate accounting at american airlines and so i remember i went and um i visited him one day at <laughs> my wife doesn't listen to this episode does the show does she <laughs> but i went and visited him at this um at his place of business and i'm wearing my my shorts and my shirt like you know and, and um and it's over here at headquarters where the big dogs are you know our ceos and all the people are, are, are all there yeah. and it's just level upon level upon level of cubicles and it's like real quiet it's, it says please you know please be quiet people are working whatever mm-hmm. walk around here everybody's just professional you know and um slacks and you know dockers all that stuff and uh and then the and the women are dressed in like these pencil skirts and like they they look good they they yeah. they actually bathe every day and <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not saying they don't at my work i'm just saying there's a difference in the in the, in the quality and uh <laughs> and so and so i remember I, I went to go visit him one day i was delivering some stuff to where he's at at the headquarters and i was like hey man you know how you been blah blah, blah. he's like, oh cool he's like oh, show me around you know and mm-hmm. so i have I have a little bit of time so he's showing me around and and man, I was just—I was noticing the scenery, yeah. And I was just like, "Dang, dang Fick, did you see? Did you see that? Did you? See? You know, like." Yeah. And he's like, "He's like, yeah, you know, I was like you the first two weeks too, because where we work is mostly dudes. It's pretty much prison, right?" And um, and he, I was like, "Dude, did you see that? Did you check that out?" He's like, "Yeah, I was like you the first couple of weeks, but now you, you get used to it." And um, he goes, "Plus, you don't want to worry about sexual harassment." And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> But it was just like a whole different world. Yeah. And I remember they went to the, they have like a little break room. It's not even their break room because downstairs they have this badass cafeteria with all kinds of food from all over the world. I mean, it's nice. They cater to these people. And um, we went to this little spot. It's like a, it's like a little uh, size, maybe size of two closets put together. But they have the coffee machines in there. Yeah. And they have, um, they even have like these, these, they have boxes of different stuff, you know, they have Earl's Grey, Earl Grey's tea, you know, it's, it's a nice. Cure eggs in there. They have, um, yeah, Keurigs. Mm-hmm. They have, um, like, all these little snack bars. They have, like, I, th- I remember, like, Hershey's chocolate bars. They have Snickers. They have, um, uh, what are they called? The, 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 the power bars. They have different stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's just out in the open in these boxes. And you just, and it says, okay, and it says the prices on it. And it's all an honor system. And so, and they, they have a money in a box and they say, okay, if you're going to grab one of these power bars, you're going to grab one of these, that this is 50 cents. And it's not even gouging you, you know, 50 mm-hmm. cents for this. If you want like a, to make a cup of coffee or you want whatever, 
a, a you know a good cup is like 25 cents you know it's just yeah. it's just boom 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 mm-hmm. and it's an honor system and they all abide by it I and mean, they get yeah. paid well and so they mm-hmm. they abide by this honor system and i was like wow this is pretty cool you got all this stuff yeah and they can afford to keep getting more of that stuff because people they you know people put money in on the, in the yeah. thing and um i was thinking well that might be a good start at an Airbnb, set up a little spot that has these things out and honor system, you know, you know, please, you know, put, you know, this is worth 50 cents or this or that. And um, they can just start putting change in a little box and that might keep your, your snack, your snack line coming in. You know what I'm saying? We actually had one of those at my last job. At my last job, we had one of those and we could just put little things in and then we get like have stuff for us. Yeah. We actually had one of those and and it works pretty well. I don't like, know how it would work in Airbnb, but that might be a, a easier way to get into it. Even if you like lose a little money from what you bought the stuff for, at least yeah. you got something. Yeah. For it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think it sounds like one of those new. Have you heard of those new parks? Parks. You, you've heard of parks, right? Parks. What's that? Yeah, it's like pretty much like if you're on a lunch break, they pretty much have a whole little kiosk thing set up with the cameras, and they give you like this wide selection of food. You can buy breakfast, lunch, dinner, like. They have freezers, like frozen fruit, ice creams, uh, yogurts, uh, sandwiches. Really? Yeah, yeah, Like, most like most corporate places are starting to get them. Like, I know nice. I've been to two places so far they've had it. Yeah, it's oh, called Parks. Cool. Parks. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it out sometime. Yeah, Google Parks. And it's like, <laughs> it's a pretty wide selection. It's kind of spendy, though. Is it? But, I mean, they, they give you pretty nice, pretty good stuff convenient coffee yeah it's it's that's what you're paying for you're paying for convenience exactly yeah cool man um yeah just just ways to optimize just ways to optimize your airbnb and i asked you before you ever thought about throwing solar panels on your house oh yeah that's actually a goal of me and my wife our whole it's like we have like five six neighbors that have solar panels we want to do we want to do solar panels with the uh tesla battery Oh, so, like, yeah. pretty much take you 100% off grid. That's sweet. Yeah, because if you do solar panels with the Tesla battery, you'll be 100% off grid, and the electric company will pay you to have the Tesla battery, and it will start becoming an asset to you. Sweet. Yeah. That's, especially, that's especially good if you're, um, if you're renting out a house or a, condo, or, or a house that you're not living in. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because then um, that person that because um, you're still paying for the electricity on that spot, yep. and, and Al Williamson brought that up too. At that point, it would be beneficial for him to get solar panels. Mm-hmm. When, and and but before then, if he's just written out a long term rental to somebody that's paying the electric bill themselves, it's not really worth it. Yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah. So, Definitely. anyways, oh yeah, we covered some ground on this show, didn't we? Did we? <laughs> oh, we're moving, man. Jeez, we were just we're moving, dude. Talking um, right along. Yeah. Is there any final thoughts? Anything you want to sum up real quick before we um, before we call it an evening? Man, it's crazy. Actually, two things you wrote that I want to talk about. Um, <clears throat> you said the most desire- desirable type of beds and roach bombing your Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing is, okay, most desirable type of beds, queens and kings. Uh, as far as roach bombing your Airbnb, I tell all people, especially in Texas, we have ants really bad here. Yeah. Like, yeah. So you, uh, I don't do roach bombing, but I just do a pest control. He comes out every three months. I have a pest control guy come out every three months and spray everything. So okay. he actually comes Saturday. So yeah, that's what I suggest doing, man. 
uh, that keeps it up and nice, so you'll never have to hear that. Because I actually read a, a listing the other day that was like a few blocks from me. Yeah. And she, I guess the guy complained about roaches, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry about the bug pop. And that's what she wrote oh, on the no. reply. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> I wouldn't even put that out there. Because like, he didn't write anything about it in the review. I'm like, I wouldn't have put that out there. I'd have just been like, hey, sorry for the slight hiccup on your, in your stay. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't have put that on your profile. Sorry about pub- the bug problem. Yeah, everyone's like, "Whoa, okay, <laughs> we're not staying there." <laughs> so yeah, and I tell you, when you write your review, if they don't go into specific details on that review, don't put things out there that's gonna hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't sit there. Don't oh, incriminate yeah. yourself. Sorry for all those roaches. By the way, uh, we're gonna get that cleaned up. What? The, you know, other people are gonna <laughs> see that. You know, so yeah, be careful with that. And the desired beds. Uh, you yeah. brought that up too. Yeah, kings you know, and queens. Kings and queens. Okay. Yeah. I, well, we've gotten away with the fool, but kings and queens are what's desired. Cool. And so, yeah, that sounds like a good spot to wrap it up on Roach Bombing. <laughs> <It's laughs> hey, man. I mean, I mean, the one freaking roach could uh, depends ruin on everything. the person. It could ruin the it could ruin the experience for a yeah. guest. So you got to get on that. You got to make sure there's no little critters running around. Bomb the f out of your house. Yeah, yeah, man, <laughs> definitely. But yeah, so it was a good show. Good yeah. show. We um I had a long day at work, and I get to come here and do podcasting, and I love it, dude. It's it's a great release for me, and I yeah, nothing happy, like it, man. Happy to be doing it. We're getting a lot more followers. Oh, we get some shout outs to um knee. Yeah, shout knee, out to knee. knee. He he was hitting us up. I talked to knee. He over in Seattle. So so far we got two spots that we've been invited to stay at. Of course, the badass tree house over there in Atlanta, and we got a spot at Knee's house in Seattle if we're ever out that way. Oh yeah, that's my home state, Washington State. Yeah, yeah. So Knee, next time I come to Portland, uh, I'll, I'll I might drive up there, have a little Airbnb discussion with you, man. A little powwow. Yeah, yeah. That's my home state. So, <laughs> and, and and what Knee was talking about, real quick, he um he was asking. He said he started following the show because of you know he's interested in Airbnb. And using that as part of he he does buy and holds, buy and flips, buy and whatever. Yeah. And he said that's just one more tool in his in his arsenal. If he gets stuck with the house, you know, one more out would be to Airbnb it, maximize his money. And he's just he's all about getting, you know, filling up his tool belt. And I thought that's a great way to look at it, you know. Have different ways to make money, different different ins, different outs. And that's how you gotta do it, man. It's a business. Yeah, definitely, man. Thanks for listening, knee. Um we had a bunch of other listeners starting to call in and listen and hit us up on the website. So definitely thank you all for listening because without you, this wouldn't be going. So definitely. Boom. That's how we do it. <laughs> yeah. Catch us at Live Let Thrive. Facebook, let Live Let Thrive. LiveLetThrive.com. LiveLetThrive at gmail.com. Phone number? Uh, three, <laughs> 300, Oh, that's a good phone number. I think that's what it is. Let me go back. 300 400 Let me make sure I'm giving out the right one because I ain't been getting <laughs> hit up on it yet. So, Oh, well. People are more um, behind the computers nowadays or behind their phones. So That's true. That is true. He's looking it up right we now. We are, let's see, 469-300-9100. Perfect. Give us a call, man. Even if it's just a prank call to say something stupid, we'd like to play you on the air. How's that? Definitely. All right, y'all. Well, been good, been fun. See you next week. Peace. Live, let, thrive out. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. 
Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.